Lord, we just come to you. Ask your Holy Spirit to just come down and take control of the meeting. Just guide me what to say and to do what you want me to do. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I will be repeating one of the talks a few times this trip because the Lord has told me to do it. Last September I was walking in the mountains up in North Wales when the Lord said, Stop. I'll stop. <coughs> and the Lord said, What do you hear? Uh, water Lord he says how many streams of water do you hear listen again I said Lord one from every direction at least four and he said these are my natural rivers flowing from my natural mountains John 7, 37 If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Anyone who comes to me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water and this he spoke about the spirit that they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified this is speaking of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit should be flowing through each of our lives in rivers of living water. And then the Lord said, But the rivers that should be flowing from the hearts of my people have been stopped up even as stones might try and stop up the flow of <coughs> the rivers from the mountains and then he went on to say the rivers of living waters are blocked up by various stones stones of past hurts stones of abuses <coughs> stones of unforgiveness stones of fears stones of inadequacies stones of rejections stones of unworthiness and many many hundreds of other stones 
he said, I want you, I want to use you to help and block these rivers so that my people may flow forth rivers of living waters in and out through their lives into the ministries that I want to give them. Amen. I said, Lord, me? Where do I start? And he said, start where I started with you. I thought about it a little bit and then I remembered late 1970s in Israel mm -hmm. I had a chance to visit the dungeon where the Apostle Paul was kept prisoner in on his way to Rome I walked into this dungeon it looked just like a dungeon should look dark damp musty smelling to the right there was a narrow slit of a window through that window a beautiful sunbeam was shining through right down onto the fallen pillar on the floor I went and sat on that pillar and just simply studied little dust particles as they danced in the sunbeam and then I thought to myself, it's in dungeons like these that the Apostle Paul wrote his letters to the various churches. And I thought to myself, yes, just like the sunbeam shining through into this dark, dark dungeon. The Apostle Paul was able to hear and receive the light of God's presence and the invaluable insights that are in the epistles. And then I thought that not even these dark dungeon walls could stop the rivers of living waters from flowing out of Paul's life. Because those letters came out of those dungeon walls full of wisdom and instruction to the setting up of his many churches he had planted to become part of our Bible today. How many millions has he led to Christ through the last 2,000 years through these epistles? And then I looked to myself, sitting on that pillar, and I said, Lord God, there's not even one tiny drop of water coming through my life. Please, Lord, can you change it? Please, Lord, can you do something about it? <coughs> I, Lord, I would love at least some streams to flow out of my life for you. And I believe God heard that prayer 
because that is when he started working on my life. Now, I had a lot of blockages in my life. I had rejection. <coughs> I definitely had unworthiness. I had fear of man. I had fear of rejection, big time. And I was extremely shy, very introverted. Never spoke to anyone and basically hid behind horses. <laughs> That's how I was then, as a young person. So the Lord had a lot of onion peels to peel off my life one at a time, one at a time, and another, and another, mm. and another. Now, I only had one incident that caused my problem from when I was a little three-year-old, when the husband of a trusted babysitter came to look after me and attacked me and I suddenly realized I was born into quite an ugly world because I'd fallen asleep by the time my parents had finished with putting the other man in jail and they'd hit that I would forget it totally so they decided to keep quiet about it. Mm -hmm. But I also decided to keep quiet about it in case I got further punishments because I thought I had deserved the attack that I must have done something very naughty. And I didn't know what I had done very naughty, but I didn't want any further punishments, so I kept quiet. Mm -hmm. But that damage of the rejection, because I wasn't picked up and, and hugged straight away, put a hardness in me. I never let my father near me after that. He tried to kiss me goodnight and he landed up with a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. And made me very distant, even from my own parents. So that wasn't easy. But God knew about it. And as I was freed from that many years later, actually here in Australia of all places, because I decided that Australia was hopefully far enough from home <laughs> that I could share it with somebody. <laughs> Can you believe that? <coughs> so it was only a few years ago that, that I totally set free. I mean, God was already using me. And this lovely lady up in Canberra, really, really now the furthest, furthest, further, even further than Sydney. <laughs> that is how I was so scared to share. 
And I shared with this particular lady, and she brought me back to that place where I did not want to go. And she struggled with me an hour and a half, and I didn't want to go there. And I thought, I am wasting this lady's time. I shouldn't even have opened my mouth. I should have just kept quiet about it. And then she said, just pray about it. Ask God if he can see something. So I said, Lord, do you see anything? I'm sorry for wasting her time. And so I saw a picture of him picking up someone out of a cot. So I thought, oh well, he's picking up someone out of a cot. I don't know what that means at all, but anyway. And she said, well, let's just leave it here then. I said, oh well, this was a total failure. I'll go to bed. Fall asleep. And wake up crying into the arms of Jesus. And crying and crying and crying into his arms. And then I think, I'm really wasting Jesus' time. I must have cried at least an hour. That poor Jesus. <laughs> I'm a little girl in his arms, you know, three-year-old in his arms in the street. And I pull myself away and I look up to Jesus. You know what Jesus did? He cupped his hand behind my head and says to me, I have all the time in the world for you, my precious child, and pulls me back into my arms, in his arms. This time I'm crying with joy because those are the best words of comfort I've ever heard in my life mm -hmm. and I cried in his arms the entire night and as I cried I got freer and freer and freer and more and more healed I woke up in the morning opened my eyes and they're absolutely wet my face was totally wet with tears I just cried in the arms of Jesus the whole night. And I've never felt so well and so free and so healed in all my life. Mm. So the Lord healed me. Mm. The thing is, that is what he would say to all of you. I have all the time in the world for you, my precious children. So that was a major step forward in the ministry because I could minister free for the first time. That meant I could speak differently. I could speak to you out of the heart and not out of just the Bible, theologically, doing my best. Am I speaking well enough? Am I going to say the wrong word? What if? What if? Oh, uh, what if I forget something? All that rubbish was gone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Does not matter one iota. After all, what am I here for? I'm not here to say, don't look at me. No, I'm here to reach out. Bring Jesus into you. Encourage yes. you. Let you know how much he loves you. How much he wants to change you. How much he was with you. Just a little girl. Even though you did not know him. I didn't know him. 
yielding to him, to allow him to minister to us, to allow him to remove those ugly stones that life puts into us. You see, healing is not just physical healing. Physical healing is sickness to the flesh. Inner healing is injury to your soul. Then there's more oppressions, uh, oppressions, uh, things to the mind, where people can be demonically oppressed, there's wrong spirits. So basically the devil can attack the body, or the soul, or the spirit. Each of those can hurt a person just as hard, or even doesn't matter, it's balanced. See, we are fallen creatures from the fall. God created us in love to have fellowship with him. We are created in his image and after his likeness to walk in a love fellowship with him. And he gave us dominion over everything on this earth. But in order for love to be real, it has to be by free choice. So God gave us free choice. In order for free choice to work, there has to be at least one thing you cannot do. You may eat of any fruit tree of this garden except for one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat of it, you shall surely die. So we know Adam and Eve chose to disobey God and eat of that forbidden fruit, giving this perfect world where there was no sin, no sickness, no death, over to the devil in exchange for the knowledge of good and evil. Suddenly we were fallen. Suddenly the devil had legal influence to send sin, which is bondage, sicknesses, which are bondage, and death, which is bondage on this earth. We struggle with those three curses every day of our life, of which there is absolutely no escape on this earth except one way. God did something about it. God loved the world so much he sent his only son that those who believe in him shall not die but shall have everlasting life. Amen. So Jesus came to reverse the curse. Amen. God had given one way, one thing we were not allowed to do, eat of one forbidden fruit. Now God has made one way where we can be made right with God through his Son. For only Jesus has conquered sin, sickness and death. 
Nobody else in the history of this world has done that. No other religion can promise it. Only Jesus can promise it because only Jesus has risen from the dead in total and complete victory over sin, sickness and death and then ascended to heaven where he's alive at the right hand of the Father right now ready to forgive your sin, heal your sick bodies and give us eternal life. Now we know then all sicknesses come from the devil they all start in the spirit realm through accident, hurt bad words, abuse problems which then come from the spirit into the soul and they start niggling in the soul and from there can actually inflict the flesh in bodily sickness or the mind in fears and hurts and traumas of the past or in the spirit realm where one actually becomes needing to be delivered from the various different things And our only way to get free is to come to Jesus and allow the Lord to deal with these things. Now in a group like this, the Lord spoke to me, well, within a week after coming back from the mountains I was suddenly asked to speak in various conferences and churches and seminars around Britain and I began to do this talk and to the amazement God came down every single time and suddenly we'd find a lot of weeping as people were set free and then I ran a couple of healing weekends at our ranch the same thing happened there and the amazing things that people were set free from in October there was one who suffered a really really deep depression was on antidepressants for many years and she came on that weekend well she came back in January and she testified that she has not had a minute's depression since coming to that retreat in October she's off antidepressants she's totally healed and set free and there were other wonderful deliverances like that and so um, actually I feel that God is wanting us to turn the whole ranch into a healing retreat and this was confirmed yesterday up in the New Mountains where this gentleman Roger just came out with it he says I need to speak to you you should be doing teaching seminars and training up people and doing this at your ranch I had started out a youth camp but that's where I was 20 years ago. Mm. I couldn't do more than 
youth camp. But now after 20 years or 18, well it's quite a long time, 18, 17 years of ministry, the Lord says, no, I don't want you to run a youth camp anymore. I want you to do the training and I'll find other leaders to train with you. So I might be into a fair transition when I get home. I'm just trying to open my eyes to what God is doing and saying and then align myself into the new whatever he has for me. And that takes a bit of doing. <laughs> but I'm in the process of trying to do that. Because I, I was trying to sell the ranch, but I think God's got different... <laughs> I'm totally confused about it, but anyway... No buyers. <laughs> no buyers. Please, Lord, don't let me sell the ranch. <laughs> That's what I've been saying for the last six months. But this is what God's doing. He's not finished with us yet. He's never finished with us. That's right. <laughs> he takes us level to level, to level, and we've just got to keep up with him, and we've got to just forget what we think about ourselves, and allow what God thinks to take over that, and then run with it, and you know something, it's always successful, in God, it's always successful, I never know where I'm going, all I know is that I can't run a ministry, not for one day, I fall flat on my face, so I do know one thing, I'm very reliant on God. I have to ask him for every step. You know what? He says me every step. And when you do only what the Father tells you, he then confirms what he's told you to do with his signs and wonders following. He does it anyway. And that's how I run our ministry. Absolutely. From the beginning to now, and hopefully I'll carry on doing it till the end because I've realised it's the best way there's no better way than allowing God to do it find out his plans and do it his way and you cannot fail so what is a stream of living water before I go further the Lord showed me that you shouldn't be flowing one river of living water but rivers of living water, many. So I said, well, Lord, where are my rivers? He says, right, you write books, that's one river. Oh, okay. You run Bible schools in various countries of Africa, that's another river. Oh, okay. You run a Christian holiday ranch, that's another river. Oh, didn't even see that as a ministry. <laughs> I saw that as a means of raising the funds for the ministry. He says, you pray for a lot of sick people. That's another stream. Oh. You speak in churches and seminars. That's another stream. Oh. I saw a stream of river, a river stream this morning with a guitar. I never knew you could sing so beautifully. 
I have no idea about your other streams, but I've seen one. And uh, your hospitality is another stream. That's two that I've seen. I've hardly spoken to you about your ministry. Well, this is just a lady I'm staying with. <laughs> How many streams are running, flowing through your life? But also, where are the blockages that hold you back? Oh, I can't witness, I'll say all the wrong stuff. Oh, I'm unworthy to serve you. I can't serve God. The devil says, ha, 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 ha. She's not going to bring many people to the Lord, is she? As long as I keep a nice and bonded, I got that person right where I want that person. The Lord wants to set you free because you'll have a ministry. Yes. Every one of you has a ministry of leading others to Christ. Mm-hmm. Every one of you has that ministry. Mm-hmm. Every one of you has the ministry of intercessory prayer. Those are two streams straight away that you need to make sure you're well free mm-hmm. in. And then some of you have music ministries, some writing ministries, some caring ministries, some old age home ministries, hospital visitation ministries, homeless ministries, and a multitude of other ministries. God wants to set you free as soon as possible that you can flow in them because he's coming back very soon. Preaching ministries, just reading the Bible as a reader in a church, a ministry, just standing at a door giving out pamphlets as a ministry, even serving tea and coffee as a ministry, cleaning your church when the pastor goes home as a ministry, Millions of different ministries. Sunday school ministry. Kindergarten ministries. Feeding the poor ministries. Whatever. There's hundreds. And you'll find fulfillment in those ministries. When you're free. So the Lord showed me quite a nice way of doing group deliverance and group healing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm now to pray for each one of you, it would take me about two hours, I would say at least, which you don't always have. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do it all together. Mm-hmm. Now, Nobody will know what the others have. I think that there may be tears, it doesn't matter because uh, everybody, people next to you are going through the same thing in a different area. So don't worry about what the next person is thinking because they're not thinking about you anyway, they're thinking about themselves anyhow. (laughs) 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 They've got enough troubles in their own life to sort out without your your problems. So the way the Lord showed me is to bring people into prayer and then 
appreciated you to take Jesus by the hand, lead him down a big long tunnel, right back into your history, maybe your childhood, maybe right, right back into your mother's womb. And along this tunnel, there's going to be posters hanging. Those posters, with every rejection, every hurt, every bad word you've heard from another person, every horrible thing that's ever happened to you, those are the roots of where those nasty things came in. Those nasty things where the devil could get a hand into your life and hold you back from serving him. That's all it is. That's all it is. Because the first time you repented, if it was a sin, the Lord forgave you, why should you be battling with the same sin 30 years on? How many times do we have to confess the same sin? How many people confess the same sin thousands of times over? Well, God forgave you. Forgiveness is totally wiping out that sin. So you can walk free and start again. Why should you be harboring unforgiveness of a school teacher that hurt you in class three? Fifty years later, who said you'll never make anything, you're a big dunce, go and sit in the corner. And you look at, niggle at you years later. A negative word. Word abuse. That abuse is finished. Why must it hamper you when you're 50, 60 years old like it did with me? I'm just one of you. Same problems. Unworthiness. Rejection. Because I'm misunderstood. As a three-year-old would. They blame themselves. Must have done something wrong. The adults are perfect. Ha ha. <laughs> well, three year old, adults are perfect. So, I would like you to take Jesus by the hand. There's a multitude of different little things. When you come to these posters down the tunnel, I want you to take it down and give it to Jesus. He's going to tear it up. And the sting of that will totally leave you. You'll still have the memory, but only the memory. But because you've only got the memory, you can now talk about it because the sting is gone. I could not talk about what happened to me when I was three years old until Jesus set me free. And Jesus set me free. Oh, so it was an instance when I was three years old. So what? I mean, it didn't hamper me in any form. It didn't physically mess up my body in any form it only messed up my mind okay you know the Africans are so forgiving they go through such trauma one African pastor he had his church burnt down or the Bible was burnt and then his wife and three children killed in front of him and then he's hip axed and they left him for dead he was rescued by the Sarotti police and put in the Sarotti refugee camp 
and given a pair of crutches to get round on. No hospital, nothing. He's in agonising pain as a refugee for eight months. He comes to the meeting to receive his healing. I realised I needed to pray for him first. Jesus heals him instantly. He throws his crutches in the air, climbs up the ladder, starts to dance with the fingers on the very wobbly sand which was held up with a oil drum. <laughs> David knows. He's preached from the same platforms. <laughs> we call him forward to take the platform. He tells the story. He says, but today Jesus has healed him. We hand him a Bible. He burst into tears. He says, I have a Bible. Now I can be a pastor again. The forgiveness of that man. The love of that man. Got me deep. Now if that pastor can forgive those rebels from killing his wife's three children and crushing his hip that he was walking in pain for eight months in agonizing pain. I know the problems are small compared. Just let Jesus hear them. Let's go in prayer now. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you love us and want every one of us to walk totally free from every hindrance, every stern of rejection, of fear, of ugliness, Lord, I forgive those people that hurt me, that abuse me. I forgive them totally and completely. Stop forgiving anybody that needs to. You need to forgive because forgiveness is the key to your healing. So forgive. Got a sin that you need to show him. Show it and turn from it. Start just saying sorry. Sorry is turning radically round away from it, not to repeat it. It hurts, just give them to him. Whatever it is, just give him those places. Lord God, love you, God. Thank you,
suffering you. in the Father's love, receive his arms around you. Allow him to strengthen you, free you. Lord for healing spiritually, emotionally and physically mm. receive your physical healing now as well mm. let's see
Father, we just thank you for the complete work that you sent your precious son to do. <coughs> Lord Jesus, on the cross, you cried out, it is finished. Mm. It is finished. Mm. Lord, you left nothing undone. Lord, on the cross, you did a number of remarkable things. That, that thief said, said, Lord, we're here because we deserve to be. And he said to you, Lord, remember me when you come into your glory, into your kingdom. You said to that man, surely I tell you, truly I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Lord, that man enthroned you as Lord in his heart. Didn't have a chance to do anything else. And Lord, within a very short time, Lord, he parts from this earth, but he's with you, Lord. And Lord, on the cross, you also look down at your mother. You said to the Apostle John, John, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. You thought of your mother as you were dying on the cross in agony and you committed her to the care and keeping of, of John the Beloved. And Father, our hearts are so touched that, Lord Jesus, you looked down upon those who had forsaken you, who had called out, no doubt, crucify you those who nailed you to the cross and you said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So Lord, the work that you did on Calvary Lord, to the world looked like a great failure, a great defeat. But Lord, we know it's a great victory in God. And Lord, we thank you that you, when you came back from the dead, when you rose from the dead, and thank you, Holy Spirit, you came and quickened the dead body of Jesus back to life. And Lord, you bodily rose from the dead and you came out of the tomb. Lord, you had angels to roll back that mighty stone. Lord, you did not come back for revenge. You came back to encourage and equip and empower your disciples to continue that which you'd started. So, Lord, as we're here today, this is God. Lord, we, we thank you, Lord, that we, we don't hold any unforgiveness. Lord, how could they do that to you and you come back and not want revenge? No, no, Lord, you came back and... Lord, you, you didn't come back for revenge. You came back to seek and save that which is lost. So, Lord, we thank you for your healing today. Thank you, Lord, that nothing is impossible. Thank you, Lord, your word says, you know our down-sittings, our uprisings, our comings in, our goings out. Our thoughts are far. There's not a word forming on our tongue that you don't know the end of it. You know everything about us. Lord, David said, where can I hide from your presence? If I go into heaven, you're there. If I go into hell, you're there. That even the darkness is as noonday sun to you. Lord, so I thank you, Lord, and your word says that you know the thoughts and intents of our hearts. But Lord, today as we've sought you, we thank you for the healing Lord, around, the, around the ministry of our sister, Lord, ministering you, Lord, bringing you into every situation, saying, Lord, I give it all to you. I give it to you. You took it. I'm not holding on to it anymore. I'm not holding on to it anymore. It's not going to bind me up anymore. Devil, Jesus defeated you. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He would destroy the works of the devil. 
thank you Lord for your mighty victory we thank you for that thank you for the difficulty and thanks for the victory in your life thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord for your mighty victory thank you Lord for your mighty victory and all the people said Amen we're going to pray if anyone needs some prayer individually um, we'll be praying Pastor Stan Pastor Jen and myself Pastor Suzanne praying maybe we can put some chairs back stay in the chair if you need to and if you have something specific hallelujah anyone have a testimony is that just for you to build something yes
on the internal uh, uh, like I'm feeling wounded inside I'm feeling wounded inside my spirit but also physical problems from, from here down in my feet so you did want to pass out to do so yeah you did yeah I did lift this sentiment up to you Lord and we command every physical ailment leave his body now in Jesus name body be healed in Jesus name we command pain go in Jesus name we cut them off from the stuff right now in Jesus name Mm. Mm. Hurt, I feel like it's pushed up out of my skirt. Get it out. Totally go. 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 Okay, tell me when you're free. <laughs> Let's go out, totally out. Yeah, that's good. That's it, totally good. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's right. All of it out. It's leaving you now. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Don't let it back again. Is it all gone? Yeah, just like little bits on the outskirts. Hmm? Some reason, yeah, I feel it's gone out from the inside, but what was it from the outskirts? Anything else? I command you leave this body right now in Jesus' name. Everything. Get out in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Is it gone now? That's good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How are you feeling now? Well, it's strange. I feel like your mum's way is crying out and there, but in those days I feel like you're still pain sitting on here. Okay. Lord, we command now the pain leave this area right now in Jesus' name. Lord pushed out many times before. Yeah. Don't let it back. You walk in freedom. He who is in you is stronger than he who is in the world. So are you free now? Or are you now totally free? 
and then we are also Holy Spirit to fill that area. Sorry? It's like I feel free in one stage, but it's like something hanging on here. I command every oppressive spirit, leave this man right now in Jesus' name.